On tonight's program, ladies and gentlemen, we have something that's going to make you sick. Thank you guys for tuning on today. I wanted to change things up and kind of go a different route. I'm really in the grinding stage right now of this podcast. With that being said, I'd like to introduce my guests on today's podcast. We have the Oakland Strokes varsity women, Isabella Capelli, Danielle DeFrancisi, Angela Devine, and Audrey Worley. Tell me a little bit more about how you got introduced into the sport. Once I started rowing, I immediately like loved it. And I met some of my closest friends. What was your mindset going into it? I definitely was interested in seeing if I liked it and wanted to do it like more competitively during the school year. I just did it at first because I was kind of like burnt out of soccer and swim. And I kind of wanted to try something new with an open mind just to see how it was. Danielle, you were talking about the pandemic and how it really, you know, did a number to your program. The people that are there. The rowers that are there, they want to compete, they want to be involved, and so do coxswains. And one of the things that I chose to do was I helped one of my guys, honestly, one of my best buddies. He's trying to get, he was trying to get into a school. He was very strong, just like you, uh, Angela, started off in his junior year, didn't have a season really. His first race was youth nationals in the quad. His story is crazy. I went with him every day after I had school to the boathouse. The boathouse from our house is around 45 minutes away. We drove there. And I, he erred every day. I went with him every day. I didn't erg, I, I didn't cough, I didn't do anything like that. I sat on a chair, sat with him, created a plan, followed through the plan, and coxed him through the entire thing. This went on for about a whole month. Um, and I did this with him every day, pretty much, except for the weekends, you know, or maybe sometimes on a Saturday morning practice. But I was there with him along the way, cheering him on, motivating him, holding him accountable. And he dropped his score down, sub 620. He says that he really couldn't have done a lot of that without me. The willingness to try to make other people in your boat be better and leave the boathouse, leave the practice on a better foot. I'm going to help rowers outside the boat, whether that's taking video or just trying my best to kind of write things down, talk to them after practice, like, hey, I noticed that your catch was kind of you know off today. What happened? What can you do to look at this? Check out the film, put it in slow motion, see the fragments that you should probably change, if it's changing your chest, if it's changing your, your angle, your hip rotation, whatever it is, just being resourceful. When you say your official visit, when you went down there and it changed your whole decision, but I just want to know, like, what does rowing mean to you? Both of my coaches mean a good amount to me. Allison, she's super tough on everyone, but there's little moments in time where she shows that she cares. Last year, my coach was just awesome, like definitely top three reasons of why I continued with the sport because she just made it so fun and really showed us like the meaning of rowing and that it's so much more than just like going and working out and stuff. It's really like, I think like Oakland Strokes is really like a family. Like all the people that I've met are really like some of my best friends. And that shows a lot about the coaches because they want us to feel a sense of community and they also want us to work hard and then this year our varsity coach was incredible as well and lets us know too that it's like okay to take care of yourself put yourself or like your mental health or like physical health first our varsity women's coach is coach allison okay um and then 
coach Phoebe and then Sydney. Um, so I think that at least all the girls will have like a connection with them when they're older too, because they're just people that you want around in your life forever. Cause they're just so dedicated to the sport and really are like great with working with us. Shout out to those three coaches. You, you've made an impact on these individuals and you will continue to make an impact on these individuals for the rest of their life. And um, I can only hope that you guys, you know, keep that relationship with your coaches in college and out of college, you know, coaches make such a big impact in someone's life. Isabella, where do you see your life in the next five years? You know, you're at, you're at Cornell, you just started graduating Cornell. You know, what do you, what do you hope to accomplish by then? The opportunities and the assets that you'll be able to develop once you're at those institutions. Um, alumni is a huge factor of those programs. Your official visit to Cornell, tell me how it went. A visit by yourself alone to a whole different state, let alone the opposite side of the country can be kind of difficult and stressful as a young kid. So walk me through that. And then if you've any tips for, you know, younger generations when they head on on their officials, you know, what you wish you would have known before you headed into that. And then I want to hear from you, Angela, and then Danielle as well, and UCLA. Yeah, so I actually got really lucky and I knew a girl that was also my official visit because I rode with her the summer before. And so it was really nice having her there because um, I definitely felt more comfortable from the start. But going on that official, I was definitely like a little nervous, but I was also just super excited. And I think right away, um, one of the coaches picked us up from the airport and like drove us to the hotel and like, she was so nice. And I already felt very welcome from the start. And then the next day I was able to see practice, go to some classes, um, like spend time with the girls on the team, eat in the dining hall. Cornell has like the famous like dairy farm cause they make ice cream like on campus. So I got to go there, which was super cool. Um, there was definitely like a big selling point for a lot of the recruits. Like we were all super excited for that. Um, one of the cool traditions they have is a lot of the like upperclassmen live in houses together. So yeah. we got to go to um, both of the houses that they have and see all their rooms and like see where they live. And it was really cool because that definitely gave me a sense of the type of community they have. Because mm-hmm. I think it's a big deal that like they all live together, which means they definitely all really enjoy each other's company and they kind of just pass it down from generation to generation. So hopefully when I'm like a junior or senior, like I'll be living in one of those houses too. And I think um I mean highlights I guess on the last day before I left they had a race it was like freshman versus sophomores junior seniors like all the classes race and they all dressed up in costumes and they did it with like the men's heavies and the lights too so you could definitely see like the big like Cornell rowing like family and the big community they have and there was actually alumni there on boats just like driving around too so I definitely could see what big of it like how big of an impact Cornell rowing had on all these people and how passionate they all were about everything. And I think just like seeing the area, seeing how like kind everyone was, um, since like the whole time, like it's, it kind of seemed like Ithaca kind of revolved around the school and like everyone was super like, I don't know, like spirited about Cornell and stuff. So I actually like recently looked back at like my text messages with my parents when I was on my official and like everything was like so positive. Like I remember I was so excited and um, I knew like I really wanted to go there. Congratulations, that's 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 great that you're able to experience that and had a good time. and. Thank you. you know, decide to head there. I mean, it's a great school. The athletes do have a sense of unity off the water and, and are able to connect that house. It does pass on for generations. I've heard, I've heard great stories and there's like 10 boys in the same house. It's like, you, know, you can only think like Cal is the same thing. It's crazy. But yeah. it really, when you think about the rowing team, you think about the ultimate team sport and it really just isn't ultimate team sport. It's ultimate family. There's such a community and bond that college athletes have 
and you know Danielle and, and Angela, you'll experience that as well at UCLA. And Danielle and Angela, as far as Oakland Strokes goes, are there any similarities with with the team at UCLA that you guys saw at, at Oakland Strokes? Biggest similarity I noticed is how important team culture is there. Angela, your experience, um, you know, driving up to LA, what were your thoughts going into it? My experience is kind of different because. There was no kids on campus or anything, and there was no, like, practices happening. So my family stayed in, like, the Luskins uh, Conference Center, which is a hotel on campus. And then we got, like, a tour around the campus and stuff, and it was just, like, so beautiful. And, like, we got to see where they train and went down to the boathouse. But one thing that really stood out to me, even though I didn't – I only met one girl while I was there, but there's a few girls from Strokes who have gone to UCLA – and meeting them and other girls who've reached out from UCLA, they've just been like so welcoming and really make sure you know that like they want, they're like really excited for you to come. And they've been doing that with all the freshmen. And I think it's a really unique and cool thing that everyone feels like they belong before you even step on campus. I agree with yeah. you. Um, your team is going to be with you more than you think about it. Cornell is a great program. You have one of my previous guests, Josie Moskovitz from Miami Beach. She's walking onto the program, absolute stud, and it was phenomenal. So, you know, Danielle, your official visit was different than Angela's. It wasn't in the summer. I'm guessing it was in the fall when classes were back up and things were kind of getting semi-normal. Walk me through your official visit and how it kind of differed from Angela's experience. There were people on campus and they went to a football game. So it did feel pretty close to what a normal official would be. I committed March of my junior year. And that was before really having seen the campus and all that. Yeah, you guys are off to a great start. Coach Previn is the new head coach at UCLA now, so he's going to have that new role. So he'll be able to be a part of that in his beginning years of the head coach. So that's awesome. You have to give like two things of advice. What would you try to tell him? One piece of advice I'd give for recruiting is really don't rush the process. I went in on one of my officials in June and I didn't commit till September. And I started talking with schools around mid-January, maybe February. But I'm really glad that I waited because it allowed me to do a bunch of research on like each school, every program, coaches, talk to girls on the team, which I think is a really good thing to do. Like connect, even even shooting a girl a DM, like I think people like to talk to younger girls about their experiences. I agree with Um, you. Yeah, so that's a really helpful thing to do. And you can learn like a honest side from someone who's actually in the program. Don't rush it. Some coaches will try to like pressure you to commit earlier or say they only have a limited amount of spots, um, which sometimes is true. But if I had to give my advice, I would just say, trust your heart, trust your mind, trust, trust your intuition. Don't let someone else lure you into doing something that you don't want to do. And listen to your family members, coaches. They do know a lot. They went, they've been through the process of college, maybe not as a student athlete, but they've definitely been through the process of being a college student. So take their advice, be open ears. Audrey, where do you see this program of Oakland Strokes turning into when these girls leave? Well, it's definitely going to be a really big loss because we do have a really big senior class and we're already practically a family. So I'm going to really miss them when they leave. You know, guys, that was a, it's a cool podcast. I think we got a lot about you guys and heard about your goals. Walk me through an average day of practice. What normally goes through my mind during a practice or a race is just to try to do the best that I can do while also pushing the other girls in my boat to do the best that they can do, because really that's all that you can ask for. And a big thing that our coaches emphasize is like, 
if you're having fun in your boat, it's going to go faster versus if people have bad attitudes or don't want to be there, then it's not going to be a fast boat. So really trying to make the atmosphere within the boat just really positive and like making everyone know that they deserve to have a spot in that boat. And then just keeping an open mind, like you mentioned, is really important. Being responsive to the coaches when they give you feedback and just pushing yourself, while also pushing the girls around you to be the best people that they can be. You know, you have a great way of approaching the, the question. I, I think you answered it very well. So yeah, I agree a lot with what Angela said. I mean, I think a big thing for me was kind of just trying to make whatever boat I could go in, like, or whatever boat I was in, just be like, as happy and go as fast as it can. And I think that is like what Angela said, a big thing that's emphasized on our team, like rowing any boat, any seat, and just like bringing your positive mindset and doing what is needed for the boat to be as fast as it can. I think another thing for me was kind of just talking to as many like underclassmen and trying to be an be as inclusive of everyone as I could be because I remember when I was a sophomore being first year varsity how intimidated I could be by some of the seniors um so yeah I tried my best I mean I definitely think it's hard we do have a big team there's like I don't know maybe like 50 people if not more on our team so it's obviously hard to talk to everyone but I definitely try to make as big of effort as I could to talk to a lot of underclassmen and I guess just like let them know that they can always come talk to me if they needed anything. Well stated as well. Never be shy in this sport of rowing to reach out to people. You said that you had 50 girls on your team. Yeah, probably honestly more. There might even be 60. Maybe how? Maybe a lot. Yeah, I think it's closer to 60. How? how okay, first of all, how? How is it well, possible? Yeah, I mean, our senior class at one point was like 25, around 25 girls. So just the senior class? Yeah. And I want to say the sophomore class is probably around the same size. How? We don't have a ton of juniors or freshmen, or I guess now they're seniors and sophomores, but very big, I guess, graduating class and like junior class. So like even, even grade levels, almost like 2022, 2004, and then 23, 25. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Um, yes. How, how, like, how do you guys get that many people join a rowing team? There are, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in shock. 50 people. There's I mean, also like 50 to 60 guys. So there's like 120 kids probably, right? I, that's right. No, right? there's a lot. Yeah, yeah there's more than kids at the yeah. Plus like middle, middle schoolers. School programs. Yeah. Yeah. No, Oakland well, does a really great job um, reaching out in the community. And I mean, Angela, Isabella, and I are coaching Learn to Row camps this summer, which is a big way that we recruit more people. And it's how I learned about it. It's how Isabella started. So it's a really cool thing. And a lot of alumni come and coach at the camp and just try to give back to the way that they got into the sport. You know, Mr. Mr. Arshay Cooper, um, he was my first guest. He said, pay it forward, Hudson. I never, never, never stop doing it. You never can know what you can do in this world and how you make an impact on someone's life. So I think that's really mature of you guys to give back and to not just be, you know, content with just, oh, I'm done. I've done my time here. Peace. Thanks for everything. Now you you go back and you still be involved and you and you give back to the people that made made your life and changed it. So you guys are really cool people. And good company as you were saying Isabella beforehand in the beginning of the podcast so anyways guys I um I had a great time talking to you Audrey I can't wait to see how the rest of your seasons go in the next couple of years at strokes I'm sure you're going to do great 
have a great time, great career. And then the Bruins, you know, fours up, baby. You guys are going to do well as well. I uh, can't wait to see how you guys do. Um, and really make sure you guys get to that NCAA championship level. And I'm sure with you guys' talent and grit, you're going to be able to do that. Same with you, Isabella, at Cornell. Um, all you guys are off to great starts, great schools, and uh, you guys have a positive mindset. So really can't change that or, do, you know, it's all for the best. So thank you guys thank for you. hopping on today. Yeah, thank you for hopping yeah, thank on. Thank you so much. Thank you. you so much. Anytime, guys. It, it, means, it means more to me that you know. Uh, and for everyone that's listening here today, um, I really would encourage you to reach out to people, reach out to these girls, you know, shout them out, say, hey, good job, or give them, you know, things that you might want to tell them about. I mean, it's, this is something that I created for the people. It really isn't for me. It's for everybody. Um, and if there's something that you want to talk about with them outside of the podcast, their DMs are open to talk. Anyways. Yes, DM us. Yeah, DM yes, them. DM. You heard it here first from Mrs. Devine. She said to hit them up, so. Anyways, guys, thanks for hopping on Four Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Hudson Forster. I have Isabella Capelli, Danielle, DeFrancisi, Angela Devine, and Audrey Worley. Thank you for hopping on, guys. Peace. Thank you.